0: Dr. Ron here on Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored, uh, brought to you from Bonita Springs, Florida, home of Hurricane Irma. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for uh, being patient with us. Uh, Dr. Dan and I uh, had some uh, little bit of interruption last week with uh, Hurricane Irma coming right up and uh, shaking our hand. In fact, Dr. Dan still doesn't have electric. At least I have electric now. I'm pedaling on my wheel here to get some uh, juice to run this show. Uh, And as long as it holds up, we'll we'll broadcast today. I want to thank everyone for your loyalty, for your questions, for your comments, and for your uh, prayers uh, during last week's uh, episode with Hurricane Irma, who caused uh, a lot of destruction, but uh, we are fine. And here we are. So before we start the show, ladies and gentlemen, let me just say this program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. The information is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You should never delay seeking medical advice, disregard medical advice, or discontinue medical treatment because of information heard on this program. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, it's with an attitude of gratitude that we again bring you Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored with Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan. And between the three of us, ladies and gentlemen, we have over 150 years of medical experience. I want to thank uh, Kyle uh, two weeks ago, uh, who was a liver tree who is a liver transplant patient, who shared his uh, ordeal with us, and I think that was a good program, ladies and gentlemen, that we that took into account the acetaminophen, the Tylenol, and some high fructose uh, corn syrup that are damaging to the liver, and uh, those. That program is archived on Block Talk Radio. It's also blocked, uh, archived on Stitcher Radio, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, TuneIn, Blueberry, uh, iPad, uh, iTunes, and uh, Google Play. Uh, and any of our 220 shows can be accessed uh, through those medium. Uh, so that was uh, two weeks ago. I want to, uh, again, thank you for your prayers during Hurricane Irma. And I have a lot of friends in, in Puerto Rico, and they're going to experience a uh, hurricane uh, tomorrow, which will be Category 5. And it would be almost 19 years to the week that uh, Hurricane George has devastated Puerto Rico in the same path, uh, right from the East Coast to the West Coast. Uh, so we want to pray for our friends of Puerto Rico and, uh, and the islands. It looks like they're going to take a direct hit. Uh, Not much more I can say about that, except uh, it's really serious, and I hope that some of my friends are the ones that wanted to get out and could get out, did get out. Uh, We did have a show scheduled on CBD uh, with Marty Berman and Todd Davis. Uh, That show was supposed to happen last week, but of course Hurricane Irma had precedence, uh, but we will reschedule that uh, program and bring you uh, up-to-the-minute information on CBD and some personal insights into, into, into issues as I, I've been uh, taking it myself, as uh, my wife has, and I think Dr. Jerry has also. But just to let you know how we feel taking that. Uh, and for future shows, uh, we haven't had a lot of time to prepare uh, for the future shows, but besides DVD, we have uh, on on uh, standby Dr. Ben and Amalo, who, uh, wrote, who was the inspiration for the movie, movie Concussion, who. Uh, has performed the autopsies on some high-profile uh, football players. That we will, 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 will schedule and let you know. And then I was thinking we haven't really talked much about magnesium deficiency and how that uh, is really important since it's involved in over 600 different chemical reactions. Maybe we should be talking about omega-3 fatty acids again. Dr. Jerry Smith that brought us up to date on this a few weeks ago because you actually can test for omega-3s now. And uh, there's some interesting articles coming out about cholesterol. They're saying cholesterol is not the problem in heart disease; it's inflammation. That's going to make the people over at the American Heart Association have a uh, have a fit. And there's some studies coming out that, that prove that high-fat diets promote health and longevity. And Dr. Jerry Smith may not like the one of these titles, but they're proving now that coffee is really beneficial for those of over 45. So today, ladies and gentlemen, we thought we'd talk about aspirin. Uh, there's some interesting uh, articles that came out about aspirin, and especially aspirin related to colon cancer. And Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan have some uh, very interesting information also. So without further ado, let me, let's introduce our co-host, and then uh, we'll get on with the show. So, Dr. Jerry, how are you?
1: I am doing fine. <clears throat> I'm glad that I live in the mid-Atlantic states.
0: Well, I uh, you know you did have Hurricane Sandy up there, and I hope you don't uh, meet Jose or Maria uh, in the coming <laughs> weeks.
1: You that's you don't need sure. to
0: meet those, those those two people, even though Maria is named after my daughter, but uh, you don't need to have a meeting with them. <laughs> that's for sure. And Doctor Dan, you you know I know you're you're still living without electric, but uh, we did survive. Our families did survive, and uh, we didn't get flooded out. We didn't have that surge that they predicted. So uh, all yeah, in that's, all, that's- uh, True, and I like to
2: say good good afternoon to you, Doctor Ron and Doctor Jerry. And I'll tell you something, Doctor Jerry. I miss the Northeast. Right now, especially it's the Pat Stakes. That's what you miss. I'm coming up. Get the bed. Get the bedroom ready and the Pat Steaks and everything else, and we'll go down to the uh, Sea and Eagles game. How's that? I uh, can't wait. Okay, it's good to talk to you.
0: Uh, well, we're we're all doing good here. All Thank right, God we're Ron. alive, right, right, Doctor Ron? Yeah, I mean we, we survived with with physical damage. I didn't have any leaks in the, in the house this time, as I did during uh, Wilma, but everything worked out good and did not lose, lose did not even lose a roof tile, even with that 130 mile gust that we had here. I did post some uh, videos on Facebook if you want to see how rain looks going at, uh horizontally and. Uh, it, <laughs> It was pretty devastating, ladies and gentlemen. Uh down here in Florida we have most of us have a pool to have a home. It's covered with a cage and screen. Well all I lost about twenty different panels, just blew away. But that could be replaced.
2: Yeah, we lost uh, we didn't lose anything, uh, thank God with the all the all the prayers we did with our we went and stayed with a friend for a couple of days who was on higher ground and uh Thank God everything worked out. The prayers worked out, and we had no damage whatsoever except three little trees got bent over. We got two back up. The other one weighs too much, so I'm asking you
0: guys to come down and help me pick it up. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Dr. Dan, there's something went wrong with you, With your with – nobody heard what you said.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> what, you have your hearing aid turned off, right? <laughs> All right. That's, That's right. right. Oh God week, when he doesn't uh, answer my prayers,
0: he yeah, has his hearing aid turned off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to talk, you know, next week uh, Dan and Jerry. Uh, let's 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 make sure we get our fats right. FATS. We'll talk about fats and omega-3s, okay? Uh and get your fats right for next week. So let me start off uh with my essay on aspirin. Okay? Because for years now We've heard glowing reports about how daily aspirin can significantly cut your risk of cancer, especially colon cancer. But, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, however, it's a lot more complicated than we were led to believe. And it was based on flimsy evidence. Millions have started up on a habit that could end up killing them. And and I'll give you the reasons why. Because Because it turns out that taking an aspirin a day does have an effect on colon cancer, but not in a good way. It's actually more aggressive and deadlier. And I'll tell you about this lethal trade-off. First, we heard that taking daily aspirin is the easiest thing you can do to protect your heart. So the drug makers scrambled to produce low-dose aspirin, specially marketed for that purpose. No more chewing orange-flavored baby tablets. And as the aspirin myth grew over the years, more health benefits were added particularly as an easy-to-take cancer preventative. But as our listeners know, we always give you the whole story. Here's the whole story. Now, even more evidence has emerged showing another deadly side effect to taking these seemingly innocent pills every day. Researchers at the University of California at Irvine finally did what should have been done before the, quote, aspirin prevents cancer, unquote, story was ever unleashed on the public. And that was document all the effects of aspirin has on cancer cells. Could it perhaps make it even more deadly? Frightening enough, they discovered, ladies and gentlemen, that it can. The scientists found that aspirin was able to supercharge colon cancer cells, causing them to mutate, becoming more resistant to drugs and spread faster. Remember I told you about that trade-off? Apparently, however, the concept that aspirin can prevent colon cancer is so ingrained in everyone that even the researchers who discovered these cancer mutations almost apologetically called their findings a quote-unquote trade-off. And get this. They advise. this is incredible, They advise that those who start taking the drug at a younger age be regularly checked for colon cancer. How's that for solving the problem? Get checked for it. Don't try and avoid it. But here's the thing. The idea that we can actually cut our risk of colon cancer in the first place by taking aspirin was based on some of the most absurd claims ever to hit the airwaves and and, and the journals. Several years ago, the U.S. Preventative Services Task Force, you may see the initials USPSTF, supposedly an independent uh, panel of experts who dish out health advice to doctors all over the United States, released a study that hit uh, the fake media like a firestorm. Headlines ran everywhere about the benefits of that. Why run the risk of a heart attack, stroke, or cancer? The story said, when all you have to do is take a daily pill to keep you healthy. But if any of those talking heads and and fake news reporters had bothered to read the actual study, they would have discovered that that's not what the study found. The trials that showed a reduction in colon cancer involved people taking, here's a word from the past, a humongous dose, 1,200 milligrams of aspirin a day for decades. That translates, ladies and gentlemen, to about 15 low-dose pills a day, if I did my math right. Boy, can you imagine the risk of gastrointestinal bleeding that can cause? Plus, the so-called protective power of aspirin was based on the magic trick that we've talked about that they use all the time with cholesterol. They use relative risk, not absolute risk. That statistical sleight of hand that can take any study results and make them amazing. Relative risk is a big favorite of the pharmaceutical company researchers. And the same goes for heart attack prevention, ladies and gentlemen. Even the USPSTF warned that if you're over 70, aspirin should be off limits for you as it can put you at a significant risk for internal bleeding, hemorrhaging, or even a stroke. Now, you might think that with around half of the U.S., the the adults in the U.S. now popping an aspirin pill every day, these new cancer findings would have made some major headlines, maybe NBC, CBS, someplace. I haven't seen it. The fact that aspirin is dirt cheap and that you can buy it everywhere in giant bottles doesn't mean for one minute, ladies and gentlemen, that it's safe to take, especially every single day. So this is Dr. Ron cutting through the hype for you, and I'm going to open up with Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan about Let's just talk about aspirin a little bit because it, uh, you know it, it's been around and Dr. Dan said maybe if it was came came out today it would even be approved. So Dr. Dan, what do you have to say about that?
2: Well, they say that if aspirin came out, th- these were uh, there were a lot of different uh, uh, studies that I looked up. It wouldn't it wouldn't be approved. It would be it would have too many bad side effects and be too dangerous. And uh, it came out over 100 years ago. So at that time, it was it was legalized, and now it's been used forever, and and we use that as the pain pill, as the fever pill, as the anti-inflammatory pill. It is an NSAID drug. It's related to all the other NSAIDs, so therefore it's 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 in that same category, and you have to be careful with all the side effects, the gastrointestinal bleeding, and and all the other things that go along with the NSAIDs like Voltaren and. Uh, ibuprofen, nuprin, and all the things you buy over the counter. So you must be very, very careful. Now, what people did, they replaced aspirin with Tylenol, and they take too much Tylenol, or they mix it with alcohol, and you end up with the fellow we had on the the last show with a liver transplant. So we got problems with aspirin and Tylenol. So where do we go from here? (laughs) What do you think, Dr. Ron, Dr. Jerry? Well,
1: aspirin's a great... um birth control pill especially when you keep it between your knees
2: <laughs> <laughs> you should have been There's a gynecologist <laughs> you, you, were, you, were,
0: you were a reader Dr. Murray as I was and uh, absolutely, if I remember correctly <laughs> the early aspirin studies were done with the scriptin and right. it always stuck in my mind that the scriptin had magnesium in it and that's what When I was looking and thinking about today's topic, that's why I thought, well, we have to have a show on on magnesium. And was it the magnesium, or is it the magnesium that that is really helping people and not the acetylsalicylic acid?
1: Yeah, dilates the coronary blood vessels. Yeah, Yeah, the magnesium dilates the coronary blood vessels, preventing the heart attack.
0: Exactly. So, I mean, you know... I think a lot of people again, if you just read the headlines or read the abstract and don't get into the study itself and read the, the, the details because the devil, the details, they forget. They, they, it, it's not brought up because the, the the people to be don't want you to know about it.
2: I want to bring up one one thing about magnesium. Um, it's a it's a great product that we need so much, but people with the rare, very rare disease called myasthenia gravis. If they take too much magnesium, they run into serious trouble. So be careful with magnesium if there's anybody listening who has myasthenia gravis, which is only 60 to 120,000 people are diagnosed in the United States with this disease. But it's it's in that autoimmune disease family, so I thought I'd bring that up.
1: Well, you know, again, point. one of the problems with uh, magnesium and also other minerals is the form. You know, give you an example. Um, you know, Tums, for example, it's calcium carbonate, it's limestone, it'll cause kidney stones. Uh, the magnesium that's present in a lot of these cheap uh, supplements is magnesium oxide. It's it's like ground-up rocks, basically. It's inorganic. Right. So you really got to be careful and look at the labels so that you're getting something that the body can absorb and, and make it work.
2: Right. right, absolutely. And if you're looking for cool. calcium, that is not the best way to take it. <laughs> Right. calcium carbonate is... Sure. Yeah, well, you know,
1: I, I don't know if I told you, I'm I'm purchasing two little kittens in beginning of uh, November. And uh, so I've been doing all my homework, and I'm watching these people prepare the raw foods for the cat. And one of the things they're doing is uh, taking the, the eggshells and grinding them up and then adding them in to the, the raw cat food as a calcium source, and I'm saying... No, this is crazy. It's calcium carbonate. You're going to give Mm -hmm. the kitties, you know, kidney stones, literally.
2: Right, right. So you got a you got a problem there too.
1: Yeah, and you know, but they're all well-meaning, and you know, it sounds logical. It's okay if you want to put it in your garden, some calcium into the ground. You you know, the the plants absorb the the inorganic minerals, and it binds it with protein and stores it in the leaves and stem but you know human beings it doesn't work out that way
2: uh i came across something on uh, this was on the tv it came across the tv pets are good for you especially as you get older they they help you live longer and they they uh they give you company but if they're sick and they cause a lot of trouble and they put you through hell you yourself will be worse off so make sure you take care of your kittens okay jerry
1: well, I, I've been doing my homework, and you look at Price and Pottinger's work from back in the '30s, and they did experiments. You know, the cats that were on cooked protein and pasteurized
2: milk—they
1: okay. had no third generation of cats, and they had all the diseases that you know e- humans had: arthritis and glaucoma and high blood pressure with wow. cooked protein. Now, the cats that ate. Had raw milk, and there's a lot of misconceptions out there, unfortunately. You'd never mm-hmm. give a cat milk. Yeah, pasteurized milk. But Price and Pottinger, when they gave them raw milk, okay, and raw protein, had no problems. But what mm-hmm. was fascinating, Dr. Dan, it took four generations of eating raw food with the cats to get them back to their genetic health again. Wow. Four generations,
2: yeah. Am I am I am I correct in stating I, I believe that aspirin is poisonous for cats am, am I right on that one unless they have a headache <laughs>
1: <laughs> There
2: you go you, you, no, you but yeah, I one. mean
1: yeah it's a drug and you know the, the thing that boggles my mind is that how can people believe that chemicals you know derived from petroleum products is going to solve the body's health issues I mean, there's so many more natural things out there, um, you know, to take care of uh, pain and you know, uh, pumping blood, whatever you know, constipation. The, the answers are out there. The Indians knew it. You know, they were eating herbs and you know, doing all kinds of wonderful things. But the key, when in my research with the cats, the cats that ate the raw protein, okay, they had beautiful coats. They were they were lively. There was one uh, 11-year-old Um, uh, dog that was a show dog and 11 years old, they should have been put out the pasture. Um, Mm -hmm. but yet this dog at 11 was spry, like a young pup and the coat was magnificent and its behavior was, was excellent. See, when the cat doesn't feel well, or a dog doesn't feel well, they can't perform. They can't, they're irritated. And that's what's happening today, they, all these dried foods. And, and humans, it's no different, you know, eating Mickey D's every day and these processed foods. It's called, your body is pinging like a car with cheap gas. It's called arthritis. It's called constipation. It's called body odor. It's called halitosis. It's, uh, you know, growing a gut, you know, from too much glyphosate and uh, genetically modified grains. You know, too, you become too acidic, so your pain threshold goes way down. And, you know, the bottom line is when your adrenals get wiped out from all those processed foods, that's why people need their two, three cups of coffee in the morning to get their motor running because their adrenals are wiped out from all the processed foods.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, Now they're saying uh, coffee and caffeine are good for us. Did you mention at the beginning of the show, Dr. Ron, that caffeine was good for older people?
0: Yeah, there's some reason. I mean, you know, coffee and everything is is uh, good and bad for you, right? But I mean, there's definitely some great studies about coffee, and uh, we'll we'll talk about them next week. Uh,
2: okay. Uh,
0: how uh, how you know if you're over 45, you know, it's it, the coffee. The the uh, organic is probably the, the the only antioxidant most Americans get. Okay. Uh, uh, but the studies that I've been reading, it, it was uh, found that in people age over 45 uh, who drank two cups of coffee a day had a lower risk of dying during the study period, with uh, that was not seen in younger adults. And that was all case mortality uh, who drank uh, two to four cups a day. So, uh, and that's of course not not worth putting all, putting sugar and uh, artificial sweeteners in it. But uh, we we can talk about middle aged middle aged people drinking coffee but and not the chemicalized coffee uh that's grown uh, with all the pesticides and glyphosate and whatever around it it's one of the most Yeah a, a
2: few uh, well uh, when, when I stopped uh, I eventually took out the sh- the milk I took out the sugar I drink it black now and I like it and black I yeah. think is the healthiest for you I'm sure you I agree do. with that I do okay
0: so uh, uh Dr. Jerry, just to finish up on uh, uh, aspirin, uh, is there any natural alternatives that people can use for instead of aspirin?
1: I thought you would never ask. <laughs>
0: and <there's plenty> of <laughs> I nice. was going to get around I mean, to good. it, but I was letting you talk about magnesium and your cats. Okay. <laughs> but but I, uh, I will tell you, I will yeah. tell you that uh, when I studied with Hans Nieper in Hanover, Germany, Uh, he was not a cat lover because he told me, now this would be 1992, uh, that they have about 17 or 18 viruses that they always carry around with them. So uh, he did not like any of his multiple sclerosis patients to have cats. That I can tell you.
1: You can put the cat in the microwave. they will take care of the uh, viruses. (laughs) (laughs) But
0: he, he used all the aspartates, you know he uses all, all all the all the good uh, carriers for his minerals and maybe you know we can talk about that
1: uh well you know it's interesting that you brought that concept up because you know there's a lot of feline leukemia issues with the cats and um my research you know showing that these vaccines that they're pumping into these cats the rabies and distemper and all that nonsense um it, it's scary but um I think that they're the underlying reason for weakening the immune system of the animals. And that's why, and and plus the fact, you know, these darn vaccines are grown, you know, remember when they had the uh, they were growing on the monkey kidneys and you had the simium 40 virus from with the uh, Salk vaccine and you'd get cancer later on. Well, the the pet research is showing that 160,000 cats are dying a year because of cancer and the darn cancer is occurring exactly where they got inoculated. Wow. wow. I mean, that's yeah. spooky. So, yeah. you know, to answer your question, I think, you know, having a, a good raw diet and keeping the cat's immune system healthy, and just like with the humans, um, you know, I don't take flu shots, and I don't get sick in the wintertime. Um, you know, and, and the cats that I've seen that, uh, you know, my friends have cats, and they, you know, raw foods and all, and they're they're well-behaved they're full of energy, their coats are gorgeous, you know, it's cause, you know, it's like chemo brain, when you give these vaccines, it dulls the senses, and affects their mental acuity, but anyway, to get back to the original uh, question about natural remedies, good old tomato extract helps reverse sticky blood, so, you know, good, what do you call gravy, Ron, or sauce, I still get confused,
0: I, it, I always it, thought
1: gravy was brown, but
0: now we we have red gravy in in the southern Italian homes.
1: Okay, <laughs> good red tomato paste uh-huh. that literally helps to your blood not to be sticky. It's the lycopenes that you know give it that wonderful antioxidant effect. So you know again it's it's choice of foods, and if you eat you know the proper foods and it's not you know microwaved or destroyed, um, you're going to see some tremendous benefits natokinase it is really an enzyme that's derived from the natto bean, a traditional uh, soybean dish, and it's available in supplement form, and it helps thin the blood. Again, you know, if someone has a blood clot, you know, you may have to, you know, stick to your doctor's advice with some blood centers, but on a general preventative basis, eating these types of foods just maintains your blood, unsticky, and, uh, you know, it keeps your, your tissues saturated with blood. And also you can have um, fish oils, you know, good fish oil, omega-3s, salmon oil. They're especially high in DHA, EPA, and it makes your your platelet cells in the blood also less prone to, to clotting. See, so again, it's diet. And if you're eating canola oil and overheated whatever vegetable oils, soy, you're going to sludge up your blood. The sugar... You know, uh, consumption is about 150 pounds a year, I think. And that just sludges up your blood. You're asking for a blood clot. It also, the fish oils help to lower your cholesterol. And also, it helps make the blood vessels more supple, so your blood pressure goes down. Um, you know, salmon, herring, mackerel, albacore tuna, and anchovies. They're good sources of the omega-3s. And also, flax oil, walnut, uh, walnut oil, and pumpkin seed oil. Uh, Again, you're you're talking like two to three grams daily for a dosage. And garlic, what good Italian, you know, doesn't eat garlic, right? Every every day.
0: Every Every day. day. You keeps the elephants
1: away. There's no vampires around when you eat the garlic. You're breaking up there, Ron.
2: Right. You're breaking up, Ron. All right,
1: well,
0: I'm, I'm, i I got to pedal faster. That's it, absolutely. Go.
2: But, you know, what was fascinating,
1: with you know, garlic is a wonderful antibiotic. I, I had a patient from Dallas that had MRSA, the methicillin-resistant staph, and I was the 31st doctor. And I, I tested him, and oregano um, and also garlic tested very strong. So in six weeks, he had no more MRSA. It's too simple. If you use a natural, pure, uh, essential oil or, or food, it has physiologic effects to the body.
2: It really and works. Absolutely, it really works. Because I've used some of these myself just the but, other yeah, day. The key,
1: the key is it's the one product that I use uh, exclusively, like oregano oil, for example, it's 100% pure from the Mediterranean.
2: I I had had it had a, right a, here. No. Yeah,
1: exactly. And that a woman that had Lyme disease, and she must have had a cast iron stomach. She was taking 40 drops a day of this 100% pure oregano oil. In oh. two and a half months, her lime totally disappeared. Totally. Oh. So these things work. It's just a matter of uh, tolerance and finding the right one with the right energy pattern. You know, vitamin E also, it's, it's fat-soluble.
0: That's, that's, uh, Dr. Jerry, yeah. could, could a person bleed if they can you take too much garlic?
1: Well, yeah, it's like anything else. I had a nosebleed when I was taking too much of vitamin E. Um, Anything, you know, in excess, you could drown in water, you know, or you can bathe in it. So you have to, you know, in moderation, that's the whole key. You know, Ben Franklin said moderation. You can't go off the deep end with this stuff and and take, you know, dosages that are far above, uh, you know, what the human body can tolerate. But, uh, Moderation
2: in everything is the answer. Really, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh,
0: what what my my mantra is: do not use uh, vitamins in pharmacological doses. Right. Uh, and I think that that that's something that I practiced uh, every day when I uh, was was working. Uh, I the never too- believed in me- mega doses of anything.
1: Well, I remember, Sit um, for Life. What was that? uh, I can't remember the guy. uh, They were husband and wife team. To me, they look like uh, they walked out of Auschwitz. Um, They were so skinny. uh,
0: Dirk Pearson Pearson and Sandy
1: Shaw. Shaw. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, they had a photograph on the back of the book, and to me, they look sick. All the synthetic stuff. The body needs food to to repair, to detox, whatever. And um, anyway. So vitamin E is very, very uh, healthy. It also helps, uh, you know, thin the blood, but in a physiologic way. It's not like taking a powerful drug, but it also has a lot of antioxidant properties. So it protects your artery walls, you know, from damage caused by your free radicals, and it can contribute to development, uh, which can contribute to the development of cardiovascular. So you know, we, Dr. Ron's always, you know, with his mantra about inflammation, that's the basis of, of degenerative disease. So taking aspirin can cause inflammation, um, you know, toxic mercury, toxic pesticides, all these chemicals, they create chronic inflammation in the body. And that's why the body deteriorates. You know, it takes 76 years to kill the human body. I, I uh, also have to uh,
2: mention that if uh, – uh, we've talked about statins over and over again and right. how bad they are. And I know people out there listening are taking statins. You don't take vitamin E when you take statins. You can run into trouble.
1: Absolutely.
2: You so, gotta be, you know, you gotta, exactly. So. You've got to be careful. Um, when I was taking statins, and I was a while ago, and I was taking vitamin E, I found out that this is toxic. It's bad. So I stopped the vitamin E, and then I stopped the statins also. And yeah. also well, I went to I bring up, up a couple on. of th- you know, the first person um, who, who actually used, Hippocrates, used salicylic acid tea that he wow. made in 400 B.C. from the willow and salicylic rich plants. Yeah, willow bark has salicylic acid, and that's
1: what the Indians used to use. Right, and in,
2: 1850, chemist, uh, in 1853, chemist Frederick Gerhardt produced salicylic acid. So it's been around... Almost 200 years. I was I was wrong on that. It'll be 200 years pretty soon that we have a acid, which is aspirin, of course. So I got to yeah. bring that up.
1: Good. Wheat germ oil. You know, people don't realize it. There's two types of vitamin E. You have the oil-based form, like in wheat germ oil, and that's good to maintain your endocrine system for your hormone production. And then there's vitamin E that's present in green peas. And that's wonderful for muscle problems. So if you're cramping, for example, you want to take the, the P-based vitamin E for your muscle dysfunction. Oh, the uh, and P-based if you're having is hormone better in, Yeah, if you're having hormone imbalance, you take the wheat germ oil. So it's, you okay. have to understand the source of the supplements and their physiologic uh, response. Also, cinnamon, you know, most people don't realize, but cinnamon not only does it taste good, but it's a blood thinner. And I it, take
2: it not only do I use regular cinnamon I take it I I take a capsule every day. Yeah. Uh, I take and it and it controls your blood sugar like you said blood sugar
1: Absolutely. It controls blood sugar and and so again these items that we're mentioning if you are on Coumadin or uh you know these other uh, blood thinner drugs you really got to be careful on your herbs and the, the vitamins that you're taking cuz you may You know thin the blood too much so be careful yeah Um, cinnamon has long been used to combat inflammation and it's considered one of the many anti-inflammatory herbs so there's a lot of wonderful um, you know side benefits uh, not just thinning the blood but people suffering from you know osteoarthritis and fibromyalgia Uh, you have this anti-inflammatory effect key is you really instead of just treating the symptom try to Figure out what the underlying cause is, and you'll see a, a lot of this chronic inflammation is hypothyroidism. I mean, I just had a wonderful woman that had a severe mold. I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Ray down in Texas. He has a special clinic down there with yeah, all he's kinds he's of uh, HEPA filters. Yeah, it, it's incredible, you know, service out there. But she came to me for, you know, basically a consultation, and she, she was seriously considering taking. Uh, antibiotics for her Lyme uh, problem, and she also has mold and all. And I said, think about it. You did antibiotics once before, and it almost destroyed you. I said, why do you think it's going to have a different result the second time around? I said, plus the fact, I said, I almost guarantee your mother had a hypothyroid, and then she started telling me your symptoms of her mother. I said, see, you got it from your mother. You have a weak immune system. You're going to pump in a drug to destroy uh, you know." Uh, infections, you know, Lyme and the cofactors, Babesia and Bartonella and so forth. But if you don't have a strong immune system, your body can't control the infection. So when I said, you're going to take the antibiotic, it's going to make you sicker because it's destroying the healthy bacteria in your gut, which also messes up the bacteria in your brain. And the drug doesn't get out, you know, once it's metabolized, it gets trapped in different organs and tissues. I said, you really got to think twice about what the heck you're doing. But, you know, again most people don't look at the the big picture. They just want quick results, least amount of you know activity, and uh, then they, they'll pay the price after the damage is done. So anyway, another interesting herb is ginkgo biloba. It's,
2: right. It increases
1: the circulation, but it's also good for your brain. And uh, I'll never forget, a friend of mine's mother down in Florida, she misplaced her dentures. She couldn't find them for a year. I said, Elliot, the next time you're down there visiting your mother, give her Ginkgo. He said an hour and a half after he gave her the Ginkgo, she ran into the bedroom and she found her dentures. <laughs> <laughs> craziness. I
2: think I need some of that. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow, I can't make that up.
1: You can't make this stuff up, but it's funny as hell. It should be on Saturday Night Live, to be honest with you. <laughs>
2: I don't know anything about this uh, new drug they're talking about, Prevagen. that comes from jellyfish. That's on television. I don't know how, how has anybody seen any anybody who's done well on that. I I don't
0: know anything about it.
1: They probably figured I it
0: out. The, the, I, I have seen people do really well on that. And that was the people that owned the company. Right. <laughs> exactly. They've done really well. You know, it's like,
1: it's like fluoride. You know, they had a waste product that they couldn't get rid of, and now they turned it into toothpaste and mouthwash and drinking water, and they're making a fortune off the poison. And, and the same thing with jellyfish. They, they wash up on the beach and say, what the hell are we going to do with this slop? Let's turn it into a profit.
2: Right. <laughs> and there it is. Oh, yeah. I didn't like or being did. bitten by those jellyfish down in the Jersey Shore years ago. <laughs>
1: Well, the only problem with that is you had to tiptoe between the the sharps, you know, the needles that washed up with the jellyfish.
2: Right. They were some good days, though.
1: Yep. So anyway, turmeric, which is a good active component, is the curcumin, and that's good for uh, Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. It helps clean up the plaque in the brain, but also you must take it with uh, an essential oil in order to get through the blood-brain barrier. And ginger, you know, it's a good laxative, it's good anti-inflammatory, it helps with the, the blood, a good diuretic. So you have all these common herbs and, and wonderful foods that are surrounding us, and the key is you just have to do a little homework, read up on it, and, uh, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of uh, drugs.
0: Jerry, do you have any uh, experience with earthing and electron transfer to, uh, because... Uh, that's going to be the subject of one of our programs. I started doing some research, and apparently, earthing and getting in touch with the ground it, it thins your blood out. It, do you have you any any experience with it?
1: Yeah, it basically dissipates the the positive polarity from your body, but you have to be like barefoot on the grass, and uh, hopefully, yeah. you don't have Kemlon on your property um, because they're <laughs> barefooted. <laughs> Seriously, um, but yeah, it's it, like
0: walking on the beach. Uh, exactly. Like
1: that. Well, you know, the other thing you can do, and uh, this um, reflexologist taught me from Canada, you can buy a pea gravel at the Home Depot or Lowe's and make sure you, you rinse it off really well because it has a lot of sand and silt in there. And you buy a two foot by four foot little plastic. Uh, pan that you, you know, mix cement or something in there, plaster. But anyway, you put the pea gravel in there, maybe a third of the way up, and you walk on it, uh, stepping up and down in, in your bare feet. And it literally stimulates all the reflex points on your feet. And you feel like a million bucks after, you know, 10, 15 minutes on this thing. And it, it's therapy. In the beginning, it hurts a little bit because most people's feet don't have calluses. you know, But overall, if you do it on a regular basis... It keeps you healthy. Uh, so earthing basically dissipates the excess positive polarity that our bodies pick up from being in uh, homes and offices where you have uh, electric fans going all the time. You get this excess positive charge, and so when you go to the beach and the water's crashing on the rocks or the you know the beach itself, you're getting excess negative ions in your body, and that's why you feel better.
0: Exactly. What about inside uh, yeah. the
1: house?
2: You walk on tile and and you know things like that, the hard tile. You
1: know, basically, you need grounding to the earth to get okay. the, the positive charge, you know, off your body. And I'll tell you another interesting thing. Um, I kind of like wrote it up in my little uh, notes here about hydration. Uh, and I know I mentioned this to Doctor Ron, and he was a little bit skeptical about the structured water. But I got to tell you, Ron, um, since I've been taking the structured water. I drink twelve ounces in the morning. I go the whole morning without eating breakfast. And my blood sugar stays uh constant. I don't get irritable, I'm not hungry. And my son, who's a real skeptic, you know, since he's been taking this structured water, he has no more constipation. It just hydrates the cells and, and that's one of the things that you want to maintain health is with hydration. It you know, helps keep the blood thin, it helps prevent the viruses from growing in the cell a hydrated cell prevents viruses from multiplying it's amazing and and in chernobyl in 1986 when they had their meltdown there was a group of people that didn't get cancer and this igor smirnov did the research he was a phd it took him 10 years to figure out that the water had a different molecular structure it had 114.5 degree angulation between the hydrogen and oxygen And it was a linear configuration, which meant that it can get through the cell membrane three times faster than regular water, which had an angle of 104.5 degrees. So the fact that the cell's hydrated, you're getting the waste products out and getting the nutrients in, and you're protecting the body. So um, I can tell you that I'm sure there's a lot of devices out there on the market and all kinds of, uh, you know, wizardry and, and gimmicks, but... This particular model that I've been using, um, it, it seems to be working. I watered I my plants on Thursday before I left for the weekend, and normally if I come back, they're kind of wilted on Monday morning. I watered them with this uh, structured water, and they were still the leaves were standing at attention when I walked walked in on Monday.
0: <clears throat> what what else was standing at attention. Did it work any other place? That was my
2: boss. My boss was standing and saluting me. Well, <laughs> you can make a fortune with that one. Well, you know, well, it's that just that, you know, you the know, closer you know, if
0: you put if you put colloidal silver on your plants will stay you know, straight up too. So, you know, I think like everything else, it's it, it's more than any one thing that, that 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 is keeps us healthy. Yeah. So structured water is part of a good healthy diet. And exercise and healthy mind is a good attitude. Why not? It can't hurt.
1: Exactly. So. It's a little bit of everything. You know, it's it's a global approach. You know, there's no magic exactly. bullets. Uh And exactly. and that's the key to health. You know, you can have the best food, the best vitamins, the best chiropractic, the best whatever. But you got a bad attitude. Your your body physiologically is not going
2: to work right. and That's been proven. Yeah. You know, you you mentioned colloidal silver too, and the the other day, my right eye was bothering me. I don't I don't know. It just felt dirt and dry. And I I got a clean tissue, put some colloidal silver on, put it put it under my glass, put it back and make kept it on my eye for a while. I took it off. My eye's been fine ever since.
0: Isn't that amazing? Well, with, I don't know uh, about you, Doctor Dan, but I I take colloidal silver with me to restaurants now, and uh, especially here in Florida after the hurricane. And right. I add some to all my drinking water, no matter if it's oh, yeah. from a bottle or not. I agree with you on that one. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, it's funny. I In my office, I have a, a separate container of water that I run through my hand pieces when I'm you know, working on patients. And I, I use distilled water, and then I put in colloidal silver, or I, actually ionic silver, into the reservoir to to prevent any growth of any organisms. Um and it seems to be working because I've never had a problem. But, yeah, it has a, a multitude of, of uses, and plus it doesn't hurt the healthy cells. It's weird that the frequencies of the colloidal silver only affect pathogens. So it's very selective. It's it's ingenious.
0: It is. Uh, In fact, and my and eye so feels brand
2: new. That happened yesterday. It's, it's unbelievable. You know what I'm saying? It's amazing stuff.
1: Yeah, but see, it gets down to basics, and and that's what health's all about. Basics, you know. When you get into these complicated approaches, you're too far removed from the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. clean air, clean water, good thoughts, um, good exercise. Even if it's jumping on a trampoline or taking a walk around your neighborhood, uh, you know, it just gets the lymphatics pumping. It helps keep the blood thin. You know, just simple exercise helps prevent a clumping of the blood. That's why when you take a long airplane ride, um, you know, when I do a lot of international lecturing and all, I always make it a point. You know, every hour or 45 minutes I get up and I walk to the back of the airplane just to
2: get the lymph, you know, moving. I do the same thing. You're absolutely right on that. Correct.
1: And that's where you can get blood clots. You know, people, they sit there, uh, you're breathing in the toxic air, it's eighty percent's rebreathed. Plus, you're eating that garbage that they're they're selling you now. They don't even give it to you anymore. And they're selling you the garbage, sure. uh, and the people are you know drinking alcohol and dehydrating their flu- their liquids in their body, and eating the processed foods. And then they wonder why you know they get
2: dizzy and sick. I I couldn't believe this when when I heard it, but because I clean everything I basically can when I get on a plane, that 30th- dirtiest. Part of the airplane is the headrest. I couldn't believe it. That's what they said on television anyway when they were doing a study on this. The headrest is the dirtiest area in the airplane. Is that amazing?
1: Well, I just have to go back to George Carlin. He said (laughs) the kids in his neighborhood swam in the Hudson. It was polluted, and not one of them came down with polio or any illnesses.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. So a little
1: dirt doesn't hurt you, Dr. Dan.
2: Now you become immune to it. Exactly.
1: I never cleaned dirt the head, doesn't right.
2: hurt. I like that. <laughs> oh, I like that one. Dirt doesn't hurt. Dirt doesn't yeah, hurt. A
0: little dirt doesn't hurt. Hurt. Now I'm going to put that right next to my get your meat off the seat. So that's exactly.
2: like
0: I, 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 no, put, I
1: You know, you see these people that go into a market, to have the uh, Purell, you know, squirt on your hands, sanitize your hands. I don't know. Cats go out, they eat mice, they eat rabbits. They eat whatever the heck's in their intestines. They don't get sick.
2: Yeah, how come?
1: <laughs> because they produce enough hydrochloric acid to dissolve the bacteria and the junk. You know, the same thing with humans. We we have all these mechanisms, but when you keep eating processed foods, you know, Dunkin' Donuts and, and soft pretzels and, you know, chip steaks and all this junk over and over again, you don't have to produce a lot of hydrochloric acid and enzymes to digest this crap. So Jerry you know, you're making
2: me hungry but that stuff's not good. <laughs> Especially cream donuts which I used to love but I don't eat them anymore. Crispy creamed,
1: crispy creamed, right? And I'm I used talking about the, the sugar
2: cream but no
0: more. I did that when I was young, not now.
2: No. Yep.
0: All right. Um, so ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening but, to Dr. Ron, Dr. Dan, and Dr. Jerry. Uh we I think we told you what we have our feelings about aspirin and just 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 to be healthy. Uh, Health is not just the absence of disease, but it's actually working to your mind, your body, and your soul. Good positive attitude. Just a couple uh, things before we uh, close for the day, because uh, we're we're operating on a shoestring here in Bonita Bonita Springs, Florida, where uh, the studio is located, because we just got hit by a hurricane. Let me me just mention about MSG, and and we've talked about MSG, Dr. Jerry has talked about it, and, and just, I just want you to know that MSG is a known atrial fibrillation trigger. Uh, it's been proven now, and I won't go into the study, but it is an AFib trigger. And I think AFib, you see lots of ads for it, uh, drugs to take if you have AFib. Uh, but, you know, now even the American Heart Association is admitting that MSG is an AFib trigger. And uh, So when you eat food that contains MSG, your blood levels are a chemical called glutamate. They can rise to the point where they activate glutamate receptors on your heart, and they control your cardiac rhythm. And and it just takes a minuscule amount of this MSG to cause your heart rhythm to go haywire, ladies and gentlemen. But where it gets tricky is because not all MSG added to food is called MSG on the label. Uh, so let me just give you a few ideas Uh because the FDA allows food companies to call it by many different names, uh, and I'll give you the top aliases. Hydrolyzed, such as hydrolyzed protein, SMSG. Soy protein, including soap protein concentrate and soy protein isolate, that's MSG. Sodium caseinate, autolyzed yeast, and yeast extract. And some of the most likely places you'll find this uh, dangerous additive will be in canned soups, packaged gravies, not sauces, packaged gravies, bouillon cubes, and frozen dinners. All things that might appear to be perfectly safe and good to eat. That's why you need to protect yourself, be the CEO of your body, read the labels, and that is especially true of low-sodium foods and even ones that say no MSG added on the packaging. For you for you uh, that have AFib and have it controlled and it goes haywire, uh, you may have to do a food diary, but just know that MSG is an AFib trigger and that even the uh, American Heart Association, which is owned by a big pharmaceutical company, uh, admits it now. So, uh does anybody have any comments about MSG? Because I mean, we yeah, could do a whole program on it, but I, it, it's really important because more and more people have AFib now. Well, you know, what about
2: natural natural flavors? Is that MSG also?
0: Yeah, usually.
2: That's what yeah. I thought. Yeah, the
1: other that's what I, the other important thing is it's an excitotoxin for the brain. So if you have any grandchildren or children that have autism, autism spectrum. MSG, you know, just send them off the uh, the edge uh, It mm-hmm. just keeps that brain, you know, wired And uh, they can't calm down
0: mm-hmm. Absolutely Well, ladies and gentlemen uh, Next week we will talk about magnesium uh, Because uh, the efficiency of magnesium Can be made worse by advancing age, stress, lack of sleep If you drink some alcohol, if you're insulin resistant You have diabetes, you're taking prescription drugs and your microbiome and your gut is, is messed up. You already have poor kidney function. Uh, and if you eat a lot of processed food, well, we're going to talk about uh, magnesium and, and maybe you should con- consider taking a supplement. Uh, uh, Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan, uh, I'm running out of bandwidth on this little hotspot I bought okay. to do today's program. So uh, let's, uh, well, we almost Wrap got an it hour up. in, only, uh, only five minutes short of an hour. Pretty
1: good. Dr. Jerry. Yeah, basically, I'm I'm going to leave you with a little uh, quote from Ansel Adams, one of my favorite photographers. He said, chance favors the prepared mind. When you have enough database of information, and that's what we've been trying to do with this show, is give you information so that when you come across these issues, you'll be prepared to recognize it and solve it without hurting yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. Excellent.
2: I'm, uh, I'm going to be serious today and, and ask everyone to, to uh, pray for not only Houston, which is still in bad shape in that area, but our state of Florida, which really got devastated by this hurricane. It didn't just hit little areas. It hit the whole state and, and all the other areas that got hit. So we ask God to, uh, you know, send his send grace down, however you pray, to help heal all the situations and to get everybody back on their feet as soon as possible. So that's my serious that.
0: for today. And, and my, and my good friends, friends in Puerto Rico, many of you know. Oh I yes. Puerto Rico. I'm sorry. They, they, they are really so. Get, so, I don't really get, maybe it I hope know. they can, they can uh, bypass this thing, but dancing can counteract age related decline in physical Activity, so uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. But as Dr. Jerry said, a prepared mind is really important. Information is is king, and we're trying to give you information you're not getting on the fake news media outlets or the big pharmaceutical controlled uh, advertisements. And uh, we do appreciate your, your your loyalty to listening to us. We have a lot of listeners now. Uh, Remember, ladies and gentlemen, we have a Facebook page. I'd love to get that Facebook page up there at Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. Uh, If you would need to reach me, Dr. Ron Radio at gmail.com. We are here every week. We didn't make it last week, but I think we had a good reason not to be here. Uh, We have over 240 episodes uh, archived that can be. Uh, listen to on Google Play, Stitcher, Blueberry, TuneIn, uh, and uh, iTunes. And uh, we'd be glad to take your uh, request for anything new in the future. So with that, I think we all made our closing remarks, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, God willing, and uh, we will see you next week. Uh, so goodbye, Dr. Jerry. Goodbye, Dr. Dan. Have a good and, uh, week. Goodbye, Thank Dr. You for Ron. It. Goodbye, Dr. Jerry. Have, yeah.
2: a, have a great week. No more you hurricanes, too. please. Absolutely. And save the poor people that are going to get hit by this terrible storm that's down there, Maria, right now.
0: We got it. All right, good ladies and gentlemen. See you on the radio next week. See you next week. God bless you. Ciao. Ciao. Right. Ciao. Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron have left the building. Thank you for listening to Rejuvenation Health Radio Here on liveoffradio.com See you next week Ciao